And now, ladies and gentlemen, Skywalker. Thank you, Jim Davis. And a nice round of applause for our announcer, Jim Davis. A lot of people can think he looks like Ed McMahon. I, I don't see the resemblance. <laughs> hey, do we have a great show for you today on December 8th, 2021. Uh, radio veteran Brian Roberts. He's been up and down California uh, from San Diego, San Francisco, Los Angeles, all the biggies, the big radio stations doing morning drive, afternoon drive, uh, every shift imaginable. And today he is going to share his radio memories and joining us from his beautiful home in Rancho Pacoima. No, no such place. <laughs> in, the be beautiful, in the beautiful San Fernando Valley radio uh veteran brian roberts he's been to more I radio stations no way to make me look thinner and younger <laughs> maybe we can squeeze the key you know, the camera and, oh, yeah. and, and we'll soften the lens that's it <laughs> no, you don't need Unbelievable. that brian it is so it is so great to have you on radio memories thanks for joining us today. well it's 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 my pleasure. You know, we haven't uh, seen each other since Mucho's birthday party, but before that, uh, you know, I knew you were there and I was here, but we hadn't talked to each other in years. But yeah, uh, you know, it's it's been a while. Let's start out. Where does Brian Roberts begin? <laughs> I was in the Air Force. I was in the Air Force sixty six to seventy. Uh, I came back in country in. Uh, Six, almost 68, it was 67, December 67, I got back, and I was stationed in Duluth, Minnesota. So I went from the jungles where it was 90 degrees to Duluth, Minnesota, where it was 10 below, right? <laughs> and uh, uh, I was laying in the, my bunk and was listening to the radio. And the guy said, call up, make a request. So I went down the hall, I had a dime, called up, made a request. And uh, he said, where you call from? I said, the air base. He goes, oh, I just got out of the Air Force six months ago. So we started talking. I was a cop in the Air Force. So mm -hmm. he said, if you're ever in the area, stop by. He's on the air six to six to midnight and went off the air at midnight. So I said, okay. So I happened to be on duty one day on base and I'm driving. I was a sergeant and I'm driving around. I, I went off base and I went down to the radio station. and. Uh, I introduced myself to him and I went down two, three times a week or uh, whenever I was on duty, I'd take a break and go down there. And I said, you know, I can do this after about a month of watching him. So he signed the station off at midnight, said, here's the music log from tonight. Here's the commercial log. He put a 45 on, showed me how to cue it and said, you're on. <laughs> what do I, what do I say? So I did that every day. And then he said, you know, I think you can do this. Well, he introduced me to the PD. And uh, make a long story short, they gave me my first job. It was Sunday mornings doing IDs during the religious services. That was WEBC in Duluth. And he introduced me to another guy at, at KAOH in Duluth, which was a daytime country station, sunrise to sunset. And I got on the air there when I was off duty part-time used uh, a, a different name so nobody on the airbase knew it was me i didn't tell anybody 
So what, you got to have permission to have a, a part-time job. So I'd make cracks about guys at the airbase, and they could never figure out who the hell the, the jock on the air was because using the name Bill Rogers. So I always said stuff about the first sergeant, about the uh, squadron commander. And anyway, I got out of the Air Force, went and got my first phone at Don Martin in April of 1970. Uh, September of that year, I went to Waterloo, Iowa, with the guy who gave me my first job. He left and went to Iowa, went to KWWL, worked there for three of the longest months of my life. <laughs> and my ex-wife and I had a trailer on the back of our car, didn't have a gasoline credit card, uh, just had a couple of hundred dollars cash. Gas was 25 cents a gallon. Pulled into L.A. on New Year's Eve. Didn't even, we, we drove straight through from Waterloo, Iowa to L.A. Pulled into L.A. listening to Humble Harve on KHJ. Wow. And I remember I looked at her and I said, now mind you, I'd been on radio for about a year and a half or two years. I said to her, I'm going to work at that station one day. And that guy's going to be my buddy. I said, I don't know when it's going to be, but it's going to be. Pulled into my mom and dad's house. I had $5 in my pocket. My car was on empty. <laughs> a couple of days, weeks later, I got a job part-time at KFXM in San Bernardino. Mm -hmm. uh, stayed there about a month. And then uh, I called Robert W. Morgan in the, uh, on KHJ, just talking. I never met him before. Told him I was out of work jock. He said, well, I heard there's an opening at Caffey in Bakersfield. I said, really? He said, yeah, call him. He said, Monty Montgomery's the PD. Tell him I recommend you. I said, okay. I called Monty. He goes, Morgan recommended you. I said, yeah, you can call him. He goes, you got a first phone? I said, yeah. He goes, okay, you're on the air tonight at midnight. <laughs> yeah. In those days, anybody who had a first phone. Oh, yeah. You were almost guaranteed a gig. Yeah. So I went to Bakersfield, yeah. used the name Jerry Leader. As a matter of fact, I was in Bakersfield. The same time that Ken Stevens <laughs> was at Kern, Ken uh, 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 Beaver Cleaver, he was using the name Truck Ken Stevens. We were both living in L.A., driving to Bakersfield on the weekend, and we'd be opposite each other, and we we'd talk on the phone once in a while. And I'd say, "Let's play the same songs." <laughs> so we were, we were doing that, but uh, I stayed in Bakersfield for about three or four months, six months. I was, on, I was working six on, six off, six on, six off, six on from Friday through Sunday. I got off the air Sunday night at, at six o'clock. And that Saturday morning, the phone rang, the request line. And I, you know, Kathy goes, is this Jerry Leader? I said, yeah, who's this? He says, Dave Diamond. It's three o'clock in the morning. I go, Dave Diamond from the Diamond Mind? He goes, yeah. He goes, what the hell are you doing in Bakersfield? I said, I'm doing part-time. He said, I'm calling you from a gas station on Interstate 5. <laughs> I've been listening to you for over an hour. He goes, I'm the new PD at CBS FM. He goes, can you call me at the Holiday Inn this afternoon? I'll have the general manager there. Would you like to come to San Francisco? Well, after I wet my pants, <laughs> I, I said, uh, let me think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says, I don't know what they pay. I said, oh, I don't care. 
San Francisco. Yeah. So I called them that afternoon. They hired me Monday night. I was on the air seven to midnight at CBS FM, San Francisco, number one Embarcadero Center on the 34th, 32nd floor. Wow. And uh, I had called uh, Monty and told him what happened. I said, I'd like to give you notice. He goes, I don't want your notice. They go, go. Right. So I went to CBS FM, stayed there. Dave left about nine months later. Um, Bill Kafiri came in from K101. He mellowed. We were really a, a high power top 40 station. Well, he mellowed it down. And I uh, wasn't comfortable. So he fired me. Well, here I am in San Francisco without a job. Well, I went over to KYA because I used to listen to Chris Edwards on KYA when I would drive into, he was doing afternoons and we'd talk once in a while. Make a long story short, I got hired at KYA. I did midnights for about, this is 72, I believe. Uh, and uh, stayed there for four years, did mornings, did afternoons, and did uh, uh, six to 10 at night. And I worked with some great people, great people, Christopher Kane, Bill Holly, Steve Jordan, of course, Chris Edwards, my buddy, and we remained friends till the day he died, uh, which is about two and a half years ago. That, that was, KYA was the best station I ever worked at. I mean, we had, yeah, Sky, this was the 70s. Yeah, this, yeah. This was the 70s. I was 25 years old, driving a new Corvette, working at a top 40 station, I don't know if I can say this, you know, without getting edited out. It was drug, sex, and rock and roll, and not oh, yeah. necessarily, not oh, necessarily yeah. in that order. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I had an engineer worked yeah. with two different engineers. I had an engineer named Vic. He would sit, sit in the engineers' room. You know, I'd point to him. Point. We had a bell also, but I'd usually point, and he'd be sitting in there smoking a joint, and it would be coming through the control room. And I can't work stoned on the air. I couldn't. I mean, I just you know, blabber mouth. So uh, it was. It was just. It was unbelievable. Uh, the request lines were just my dating service. I one time had uh, two gals come into the control room, and uh, I emptied a certain substance on this long black table we had. And made two tracks. And all of a sudden, I see down through the curtains. This is a Saturday. I had to work Saturday 10 to 2. I saw somebody walking towards us. And it's the general manager. But I saw through the curtain. I went, oh, man. Oh, man. Then general manager loved me. And I loved Howard Kester was his name. And uh, I hear him say, oh, by the way, these girls were scantily clad. I hear the door open and I hear, and he's giving a studio tour to some family of his before he, before the, 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 the day really got going. I hear him say, and this is one of my favorite jocks, Brian Roberts is on the air. He opened it, looked like this, went, saw, <laughs> sitting there, saw, saw a blow on the counter. It smelled from marijuana from Vic. And I hear him say, and he's getting ready to do a break. 
we'll, we'll, we'll come back later. And he walks out, <laughs> never said anything to me, nothing, wow. nothing. That was, that was cool. That was, uh, that was cool. But, uh, yeah, that's the way that was it was. And... It was party time. Yeah. And that's the way it was in those days. Oh, God, the record hypes would come in on Tuesday and you know all the the, the t-shirts and the albums and in your mailbox you'd always have something uh you know a promotional item it was just just great I, I i loved i loved radio to me it was it was something that it was a dream it was just going to disneyland every day and getting paid for it yeah, and radio was so different uh, than what it had become. So it uh, was like Disneyland. It, it was, was like going to Disneyland every day. Yeah. It was an and, amazing experience that a lot of people don't even understand or comprehend what we got to experience. Oh, yeah. I left San Francisco and I went to KCBQ, San Diego. Right. January 76. I went with Jerry Cagle, Jerry Peterson. Peterson, yeah. And uh, uh, I met him because he became a consultant at KYA. And when they blew him out of there and they blew me out, they brought in Gary Cocker. Uh, oh, I remember good. Gary. Gary oh, worked nice at, at 10Q. Yeah, Helmet yeah. Curling his real, it was his real name. Helmet Curling. Mm-hmm. Nice guy, nice guy. And I knew he was yeah. hired to replace me. And they put me put him on six to ten, put me all night until my contract ran out. And uh then I went to KCBQ, which was a cook, a well-respected top 40 station, man. But going from San Francisco to San Diego to me was taking a step down. I was oh, used to the high ride to yeah, them. And, yeah. and the queue was beautiful. The queue had it was a ranch house of radio, you know, it was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And, but Kegel, I think was a bubble off plum. And I tell him this to his face today, if I ever saw him. Uh, he fired me because at a jock meeting, we were all sitting in there and everybody's talking about how they love San Diego. And it's the best city in the world. America's finest city. Mm -hmm. What was America's finest radio station? But it was in a, a, a media market. And mm -hmm. I, I was living in uh, in Mission Bay in a beautiful apartment. And um, but I said to a jock who will remain nameless, "You're happy being a big fish in the media market. I want to be a big fish in a big market. That's what I want. You know, this is like a one horse town to me. Well, Peterson had army men on his desk and each jock was one of the army men and i don't know if it was at that jock meeting or the next jock meeting he took and he went boom knocked one of the army army men over that was me got fired wow and uh i left you know of course and moved up to la applied to khj applied to krla uh, i heard the station wow it really sounded good 1580 K day drove to the station wearing cutoffs and a tank top 
and I walk, I had a, a, you know, the envelope with the reel to reel and the piece of tape from uh, uh, the leader tape all the way up to where the vocal starts and all. I'm ready and a resume. And I walk into the building and there's this tall dude going up the steps. And I said, hey man, is the PD in? And he looks at me and goes, yeah. I said, I got something for him. He goes, well, I'm gonna go to his office now. I'll be happy to take it for you. I said, great. Time I got home, the phone was ringing. It was Jim Maddox. Mm -hmm. This is 1976. And uh, he said, I got your tape. He said, they got a, he said, you got a first phone? I said, yeah. He goes, I got a part-time, part-time opening. I got a new uh, 10 to 2 person coming in. Would you want to work four weeks part-time? I go, yeah, man, I'll take it. He said, you're on the air at midnight. So, okay. They said the jock there will stay with you until you're comfortable. So I went to K-Day. That lasted four years. And I worked with great jocks like um, Spanky Lane. You ever hear Spanky Lane? No. J.J. Uh, Johnson. Well, of course, J.J. J.J. Uh, real name is Orville. I always call him Orville. And he calls me by my real name. He calls me Jared. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, they call or J-Rad. But JJ, <laughs> what a wonderful person he is. I love JJ. Uh, JJ's yeah, the I, best. Yeah. JJ's not only a great talent, but he is just a, a wonderful guy. Being. Yeah. Good human being. Good human yeah. being. Don Tracy, I worked with. Mm -hmm. uh, just some, some great people. And I stayed there four years. And uh, they promoted from within the PD. And the PD was one PD, and I, hard to believe I didn't get along with everybody. But uh, he, uh, I got called into the general manager's office, Gary Price, and he said, I'm doing everything I can to keep the heat off you. I said, what's going on? He goes, he's looking for everything to blow you out. I said, oh, okay. Well, I knew there was an opening over at Cute 102. I said, okay. I said, he said, uh, we're going to have your vacation paying. Then he looked and saw that I had six weeks vacation accrued. And he goes, how did that happen? I said, well, every time I wanted to take a vacation, Steve, the program director, a week before I'd go, would cancel because Maddox left for Dallas. Uh, Steve would cancel my vacation. And I said, so I just never took vacations. I worked six days a week. I mean, I, I, no, it's was it five or six days a week. I yeah. loved it. It's, 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 it's not work. It's being on the air, being creative, having fun, yeah. theater of the mind. Yes. Uh, and, 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 and to get paid for it, my God. The, again, the request lines and the fun we'd have there. Uh, uh, it was just, it was the best time of my life. So I went to Q102 and did mornings there for three, four years. Worked for Bill Stevens, who was just a perfect gentleman. Yeah. And I met Humble Hard there. Sure. Now, I had been doing mornings for about a week, and I wanted to come and meet Harvey. So we had a, a, a small building. So I walk in there, and I'm getting ready to walk into the booth, and I hear, you son of a bitch, God! No <laughs> banging. And I'm going, what the hell is this? What's going on in there? And I opened the door. Harvey, um... ripped, Harvey ripped the phone out. I hate these little son of a bitches. And then he'd key the mic and go, and your brother, yada, 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 yada. Um, I, I, I was flabbergasted. I said, Harvey, I'm 
Brian Roberts. And he goes, hey, bros, I've been looking forward to meeting you. Became best friends. He was married to uh, a, a gal named Lynn. That was his second wife. Uh, married to her, but she was a little nuts. Well, she was married to Harvey. You can't be a bubble off plum without being married to Harvey. So she called Bill, and I, I would always cross-plug Harvey. He would cross-plug me. I'd cross-plug the old radio days, man, seeing something funny. People called, did you hear what Humble Harb said about you? He called me up. You hear what Brian Roberts said about you? That's the way it's supposed to be done. So she called the PD, Bill Stevens, and said that I was sending Harvey secret messages over the radio about women. I said, what? Bill said, She's crazy. She's even called the, the general manager, Hal Jackson. And he said, I can't tell you not to cross plug him, but just be aware. They went from Q102 to the quiet storm, put me on, took me off mornings, put me on all nights, about six months. And that's, that's fine until something comes along. And it was a, a, a Friday night. I wasn't working that night. I called my mom. What's going on? She goes, you don't have a job. I said, what do you mean I don't have a job? She said, we got a telegram sent to our house. I said, what do you mean a telegram? It said, your services are no longer needed. Do not come by the radio station. Your check will be given to so-and-so who will drop it off to you. Uh, we have hired an armed guard. Will not allow you into the station. I go, what would ever give you the idea? I'd want to go into a what 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 what's going on here? So maybe it's a backtrack. Whenever I'd go into a radio station at night, I, I'd carry my headphones in one hand, and I'd bring this in. Yeah. Okay, and I put it down on the counter. Boom. So if you're working all night, I got my heads over here, and a uh, three fifty seven over here. It's it's a bad neighborhood. So they uh, they didn't like that too much. Wow! Oh, that that happened several stations. That happened that happened at uh, uh, KZLA when I went back to KZLA the second time with uh, uh, John Sebastian. Now KZLA, you did I worked all worked kinds there. of shifts there. Oh yeah, I, I, when I first worked at KZLA, I worked for a great program director named Bob Guerra. And I worked there. I did. Uh, oh, that's I, right. I, I did. I did part time, but I I made just as much. Because I was coming in doing all the imaging voices, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, Bob Bobby was just a wonderful PD, a true gentleman. And uh, I I did mornings. I did afternoons. I did uh, all the the vacations and stuff like that. What happened there? That that was a little strange. What happened was John Sebastian, boy, John Sebastian. <laughs> Did you just do a boy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you want to edit that out? You can edit it out. I no, no. I, I just I'll was, do it again. I, I was just uh, making sure. <laughs> yeah. So John, John, I, 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 he was going to hire me at KHJ, and he didn't for some reason. I think he left. Anyway, he was in Phoenix. I read he was going to KZLA. I had called him. Remember Brian Roberts? You were going to hire me? Oh, yeah, I remember you. He says, get me an air check. Get her over to KZLA right now. I'm going to be there later on this afternoon, and we'll talk. He was in Phoenix. So I 
put an air check together, put went over there and uh, he listened to it and he goes, uh, can you start tomorrow? I want you to do, uh, I want to start you seven to midnight. Just do what you're doing. Seven to midnight. He said, I know you know country music because I worked at KCLA before, for four years. I said, great. So for a week, he's sending out memos to everybody. Listen to Brian Roberts. He's exactly my dream jock. This is, this is how I want everybody to do it. So about a week later, I get a call from Renee Thomas, his secretary. And she said, John wants to see you this, this morning. Well, I was having breakfast in Malibu with my daughter. I said, I got my daughter with me. I can't, uh, she said, just bring her along. I said, okay. We drove over to the station in Glendale and walk into his office with my daughter. And he says, uh, I want you to go mornings tomorrow. Here's what we can pay you. And that was six figures plus bonuses. He said, I want you to do this. I said, okay, well, I was going through a divorce with my ex-wife. So I was just happy to work. Sure. So uh, the next, he said, don't go on the air tonight. Come in tomorrow morning. You're going to be there with Phil Jenrich, who I worked with as a newsman at KCLA when I was there before. You know, five or six years, seven years before. So I walk in on the morning and I sit down. Uh, I, I put the headphones on. I looked at, at, at Phil and uh, did my sign-on set. You know, 93.9 KCLA, today's country, LA's country, whatever it was. I said, good morning. It's Brian Roberts, rock in the air chair, or in the air chair. And uh, uh, the phone rings. Hotline, Brian. Yeah, John. Oh, yeah, hey, what's going on, bro? What are you doing? I said, I just did my sign on set. You're not saying the call letters right. I said, what? I said, I'm not saying the call letters right. He said, no. I said, oh, okay. He said, let's get it right. I said, okay. He's actually 93.9 KZLA, today's country. No problem. That you want it, that's how you'll get it. Next break, I did 93.9 KZLA, today's country. And boom, hotline rings. Brian, what, what did you lose from last night? I go, what are you talking about? You don't sound the same. I said, John, I've only done two fucking sets. <laughs> what are you talking about? I thought he was kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> he called me every break every break that morning i do it again later he'd say you're not saying the call letters the same way i said john i am he goes no you're not don't argue with me said, maybe i maybe i hired the wrong person i said now this is after a week or two of doing mornings i said you know maybe you're right i said let me ask you a question where are you he said, uh, why? I said, this song is over in three minutes and 39 seconds. At three minutes and 38 seconds, I'll be in the hallway. Don't <laughs> bug me. <laughs> I hung up the phone. He comes flying into the control room. So uh, I left there. I quit. I became friends 
with Robert W. Morgan when I worked at Magic 106. And I, I called him that one time about Kathy, but we became friends when I worked at Magic 106. He introduced me to Drake. Mm. He said, I got to I gotta get you in to K, uh, to K Earth. So uh, you know, meanwhile, Morgan and I worked at Magic 106. I came on after him. And a, a tight friendship. And I got Mucho a job at, uh, at K-Earth. Not, uh, well, I got K-Earth and at uh, uh, Magic 106. Mucho got me on at KRLA. Mucho and I have you know, been friends since 72. Uh, but just helping each other. Just They got to work with some great people, man. I, and I, I got to work with my favorite jock, Charlie Tuna. Mm-hmm. I got to work with him. And if you listen to certain parts of my delivery, that's tuna. Mm-hmm. The quick, that's the early tuna, the early mm-hmm. tuna. Mm-hmm. Quick in out, say something, you know, get someone to think about it. And uh, content, 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 content. Even if it's just the call letters, you better have content when you say the call letters. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's really the Drake trained tuna, oh, you know, yeah. that really is. And, and I got to know Bill Drake through, uh, Mucha Morales. And I yeah. was hired by Bill Drake for his rock and roldies format that never came to fruition. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it kind of half-assed did, and they had tried it in dallas with only one radio station it was supposed to become an entire network i don't know if you were part of Uncleford, that. ron Uncleford. uh but i was, was given the- a contract and yeah the the greatest part about that is uh for two weeks i got to spend with bill drake at the candy canyon oh in, yeah in woodland hills with and- a little blonde bartender and you had to drink with Bill. Oh. Uh, and then I had to take him to his, he lived oh. just down the street at the Clarion Hotel. Yeah. Uh, and I would drive him home. Yeah. And the last time I drove him, he said, come up to my hotel, my my room. And he handed me the contract for the radio uh, rock and yeah. roldies so yeah. and then uh the situation had changed from los angeles to they were going to move it to dallas dallas mucho bailed and then i bailed and uh but it was such a great experience you know harvey went Uncle harvey went. harvey's the only one who went they flew me i was working at westwood one i spent eight years at westwood one and still friends with Drake. Uh, I went to uh, uh, Dallas to meet Ron Uncleford, mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. the the the, uh, the the founder. They were right, the- right, right. And uh, we're sitting there in this conference table. Conference table. Drake's at one end. I'm at the other, and Uncleford's in the middle. And uh, I worked out a great contract. I mean, I worked out a contract uh, where I was going to get. I was going to. My ex-wife, my ex-wife was living here in LA with our daughter, but I wanted to come home, you know, every other weekend. They were going to fly me home every other weekend. Oh, you were you, you were going to go to Dallas? I was going to go to Dallas. Okay. Uh, 
and they and the the contract they gave me was this thick. Yeah, but it had that much of what I wanted. But everything else, if I did voiceover work, I had to run it through him, and he got his piece of it. If I did this, I had to go through him. This uh, uh, Uncleford. Well, initially it was supposed to be here in L.A. Yeah, yeah, but, but now but... it was in Dallas. Now it was in Dallas, and uh, Charlie Fox went. But uh, we had uh, had a had a good time at, at at Westwood One. I spent eight years at Westwood One. Yeah, yeah. And I got to work with some great people: Jeff Gonzer, Fraser Smith, Charlie. Uh, I, Jeff Gonzer. We all went to this big wedding uh, because I had uh, dated Diana Laird, uh, who oh, was really? yeah was the program director of yeah. uh, of the classic hits, classic rock yeah. format. And, uh, and we had dated for quite a while and, uh, I was invited to this big wedding and, uh, Nina Blackwood and everybody who was on that, uh, that uh, format at the oldie, at the uh, classic rock channel and Jeff Gonzer and I, uh, got to be friends. Oh, and, uh, Terry Gladstone, yeah. uh, just, I yeah. had a great time with Terry Gladstone that night. Yeah. Uh, just a just a, a lot of beautiful people that I, I remember fondly uh, from that big big wedding that I attended. Yeah, that was that was just a lot of fun. A lot oh, of yeah. people. And they, they, they were the basically they were basically all the you know a lot of the KMET and yeah. MTV people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was on the oldies channel. Me too. And, yeah. And That's I was because I, I was just down the hall. Yeah. So, yeah. So the day I left, I forgot who relieved me, but I unplugged my headphones and I just signed off like I normally signed off. You know, hey, it's been a ball, but I got to pull out. Thanks for listening. Brian, as I appreciate you coming on and sharing your radio memories and 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 thank you for doing this as a favor and and My pleasure. because you've been doing this for such a long time and and you are a big part, not only of Southern California, but Northern California radio. My, my closest friend who's still, you know, Mucho, Mucho Morales. I love him and Angela and his son, Chris. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one of the better things that came out of this business. Our friendship. I respect you. I don't like you, but I oh. respect. You. <laughs> no, I, I love you, buddy. You know, I like you. You're my friend. You're, you know, I love you, man. Love you too. Love oh you. God. I thank you for this, Brian. And anytime you want to come back on the show, you're always welcome. I know you don't like to talk about the past and I hope you enjoy your retirement. And you know what, Brian, you take care of yourself. Hey, you take care of yourself. I love you. I love that guy. <laughs> Brian Roberts, thank you for your time, my friend. Coming up next week on Radio Memories. Oh, boy, we've got a special for you. So I hope you're tuning in for more great Radio Memories. Check out past interviews on the Radio Memories YouTube channel and on Spotify. Click the links. This is Maggie McKay for Radio Memories, a Dave Schuyler production. Radio Memories.